Welcome to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. Each week, you will learn of the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Now, here's your personal advocate for living a healthy and active lifestyle, Audrey Kerger. Thank you for joining me today on High Unhealthy, Energized by Asus Audrey Kerger. And my guest today is the one and only Mr. Rick Simpson. Rick is a retired power engineer who worked for 25 years in the medical system in Canada. After suffering a severe head injury in 1997, he took all the medications that the doctor prescribed, but their side effects did nothing but harm. So in desperation, he turned to the use of cannabis extracts, which he produced himself and quickly found he had discovered the greatest natural medicine on earth. After learning the truth about the amazing healing abilities of these extracts, he then went to everyone in authority to have its use recognized once more, but found that in reality, those who control our lives wanted to keep the truth hidden from the public view. Having nowhere else to turn, he then made this knowledge public, and since that time, countless individuals worldwide have used his information to cure or control illnesses for which our current medical systems have no solution. Thank you so much for joining me today, Rick. I'm happy to be with you, Audrey, and let's hope we can send a very positive message here to the public. I agree. So first of all, I'd love for you to tell us more about you. Our listeners want to know who Rick Simpson is, not just what has made you famous. <laughs> well, I, I think you kind of told them that in the, in the, during the introduction. But, you know, I would like people to understand the fact that I'm just a very ordinary man who was put in extraordinary circumstances, you know, and after doing you know, everything, you know, the proper way by contacting, you know, the right authorities and everything. I seen that these people were not working in the best interests, you know, of the public. So I went ahead and then we put up the phoenixtears.ca website and we told the whole world how they could heal themselves. And then in 2008, uh, we brought out uh, the documentary Run From The Cure produced by Christian Lorette. And now that documentary has been viewed by hundreds of millions worldwide and finally, you know, this, these wonderful medications which can be produced from the cannabis hemp plant are finally starting to get the attention they deserve because it really is the solution to most of our medical problems. And it's a medicine that really belongs to us all. You know, right in the Christian Bible, it states that we as humans have every right to use these plants, you know, to our benefit. And healing is certainly a benefit. The, the simple truth here is that no one ever had the right to outlaw the use of this plant in the first place. It was all done through corruption, deceptions, and lies. And uh, I think that, you know, the people in any country would demand that such laws should no longer exist. Therefore, I'm basically asking every government worldwide to repeal, you know, all of these laws and regulations which are now in place because, uh, you know, it's an obscenity what's going on here. And so many people are suffering and dying and the solution is right in front of us. All we have to do is free the plant and then we can free ourselves. I love those words and I think there are so many that are now standing behind you and understanding that this is really something that we all need worldwide and so every fight that you make each day and every step you take every day is definitely been seen and being heard now and that's something that's exciting and wonderful and I'd like to ask why and how did you realize that cannabis may be what you were searching for to help you? 
Well, this all kind of started back about 1975. Uh, I was leaving work one day. I was working at a hospital. And this report came on the radio station, the local radio station in Amherst. And uh, the, re- the announcer was laughing like a fool when he made these statements. But he said uh, a recent study in the U.S. had just found the THC, the active ingredient in marijuana. And by the way, I wish we would all stop using that word. This is the cannabis hemp plant we're actually talking about. So, but THC, the active ingredient in cannabis, had been found to kill cancer cells. But, you know, since he was laughing, because, you know, everybody seems to want to make a joke when they, use, when they use the word marijuana. And so I just thought it was a sixth sense of humor at play. And then years went by. I never heard nothing more about any of this. And then, of course, I suffered my head injury. And about a year after the injury, I was watching an episode of The Nature of Things with Dr. David Suzuki. And it was showing all of these patients who were smoking cannabis, and they were getting relief from many different serious medical problems. So, I, you know, I had smoked cannabis in the past, but I, I never looked at it like a medicine. So I went out and I got some uh, from a friend of mine. And when I smoked it, I suddenly realized that the, just smoking the cannabis was actually doing me more good than anything the doctors were providing. And at that time in Canada, there was the medical marijuana marijuana access program. And uh, so when I started going back to doctors, I was asking them for a prescription so I could use cannabis legally. And every one of them refused me. You know, they all said it was still under study and it was bad for the lungs and so on. So uh, by 1999, the effects of the medications that they had me on were making me suicidal. And uh, that's quite common with these medications. And, uh, you know, I was getting in a very desperate situation. So one day when I was at my doctor's office, I I asked him point blank. I said, what would you think if I produced the essential oil from that plant and ingested it as opposed to smoking it? And the doctor got a very strange look on his face when I come up with that one. But he did admit that this would be a much more medicinal way to use the substance or to use the plant. So... I went home that day and I, I had some material. I, I produced the, ex, the first extract. But I'm ashamed to say at the time I was afraid to use it because, you know, I knew it would have the sedative qualities I needed to help me get the rest, I, you know, and the sleep that I needed. But, you know, since these doctors had been so reluctant, you know, uh, you know to provide me with a prescription, I, you know, and since I, actually I had created a very strong concentrate, uh, you know, I was actually afraid to use <laughs> the substance. So it was really almost three years later in late 2001 when the medical system, well, the doctor called me into his office. He said, there's nothing more we can do for you. You're now on your own. Again, I asked for a prescription, but again, uh, that was ignored. So I went home and I started ingesting these extracts. And I guess you could say the, re- the rest is history. <laughs> because yeah. now, you know, the whole world knows the story. Well, speaking about this, um, you know, creating your own essential oil from this plant, can you tell me a little bit about the trial and error, the experimentation process of you creating this famous RSO oil? Um, I know that there had to have been some, especially since you were saying you were a little afraid. How did you come up with this and how did you start doing this? Well, I, I started by growing very strong indica varieties of the cannabis hemp plant. Because, I mean, we have a very short growing season in the area I come from. And most growers in that area, they all grow indica strains because they harvest much more quickly than the sativas. 
And the sativas really don't have the right effects for, I think, for internal use because they're too energizing. You know, the, the indicas promote the sleep and rest people need, you know, to help them recover. So um, I started growing these indicas, and then I suddenly realized that, because, I mean, I, I was a novice, kind of a novice grower, and uh, I was doing things to the plants, and suddenly they were becoming much more powerful. And over a period of time, these strains were evolving into much higher medicinal levels because of what I was doing to them. And uh, so I really, I started my own breeding program, and I developed my own strains. And then when I passed these strains out, you know, luckily for us, uh, practically all the strong sedative indicas strains produce an extract that is very effective in the treatment of cancer. But, you know, like the, the, the what people have to realize, cannabis is not just one thing, you know, and the healing powers vary from strain to strain, whatever you're using. Although they can all be more or less effective in cancer, you know, some are better for pain relief than others or lowering ocular pressure for glaucoma patients or controlling blood sugar for diabetics and undoing the damage from that horrible disease. And so it's, it, you know, there's a lot here that people simply do not understand about this plant and that, that, that's a sad reality. But what I was finding with the patients when they were coming, you know, like uh, I remember a couple of the strains I had were amazing for pain relief. You know, I've had people with bone cancer that were on hydromorphine and everything they could throw at them and they couldn't kill the pain. And I've seen these patients go on the extract and within hours be out of pain. You know, so I was getting all this feedback information from different patients with all these different medical conditions. <clears throat> so I got to know which strains were the best for what conditions. And then one day I was sitting there and I had, I think it was six or eight jars of different extracts from different strong indica varieties sitting right in front of me. And I thought, well, what would happen if you just simply mix them all together? Then you have the cannabinoids from all these different varieties, you know, working in a synergetic way to heal you. And uh, so when I did that, basically what I created was a cure-all. Because you could give this medication to, I mean, so many people came to me with cancer. Uh, you know, they had arthritis, diabetes, and God knows what else wrong with them. And these extracts were working on everything. And if you look at history, even history calls the cannabis hemp plant a panacea. And I have every reason to believe that that's the truth. Well, I definitely agree with you. I've seen so many different individuals that are in my life, you know, using just even a high level CBD, um, not wanting the THC intoxication and just getting amazing relief. And then, of course, we look at the THC and using that and the all of the things that you can benefit from just using that um we do need to take a short break but when we come back we will continue this discussion with the world famous rick simpson more when high unhealthy returns in a moment awaken adjust and aspire to hear more high unhealthy after this short rest break Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. 
At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Let's get back to getting high on healthy. Energized by A6 Wellness. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High Unhealthy, Energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Rick Simpson, who was giving his oil away for free since he was growing plants in his own backyard while he was still in Canada until 2009 when the Royal Canadian Mounted Police did the final raid at his home. Rick was always talking about THC oil and not CBD oil. The oil that he was giving away for free had very high percentages of THC and it also contained low levels of CBD and other cannabinoids. Today, these extracts are usually called RSO or Rick Simpson oil, and it was the previous leader of the hemp movement, Jack Herrera himself, who coined the phrase. In 2013, Rick no longer lives in Canada, and on the Simpson Ramador YouTube channel, you can find the video Making Cannabis Oil with Rick Simpson and much more. We were just chatting about the experimentation process of creating the RSO oil. And Rick, I'd love to ask, how has cannabis impacted your life personally? What has it given back to you? And what has it given to you that you never had before? Well, it's impacted my life in a huge way because, uh, you know, I mean, I no longer live in Canada and I have no use for the criminals who are running that country. You know, it, it truly woke me up to what was really going on. And it's not just Canada. It's everywhere you look. It's the same every place. And none of these politicians are working, you know, in the best interests of, their, of the people who elected them. So, I mean, I found this all to be very disturbing. But I have to say that basically the cannabis hemp plant gave me back my life. You know, it's enabled me to, you know, to well, at least I found an effective treatment for this condition, this head condition that I have, and it also cured my cancer. And uh, if I had not found, you know, how, you know, uh, how wonderful this medicine works, I'm sure that uh, I would have been dead many, many years ago because uh, I was on a very slippery slope and uh, I didn't have much of a future. But... Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's given my life back to me, and it's awakened me to the problems that we're facing, you know, worldwide. You know, and that's the reason I've been on this crusade, to wake people up, you know. We have to change the way we've been living. We can no longer allow these, you know, these rich psychopaths to rule over us, because in reality, they're the ones who are controlling our governments, and our governments in turn control the educational system, the legal system, and the medical system, and practically everything else in our lives. 
But if none of these people are working for us, it's really up to the people themselves to stand as one and demand your natural right to the free use of this medication. You know, I mean, who has the right to stand in front of you or me and tell and tell us that, you know, if we are sick ourselves or if we have a sick and dying loved one, that we do not have the right to grow the most medicinal and otherwise useful plant on this planet to help heal them. You know, the just logic, common sense tells you that no one has this right. So it's really up to the public themselves to stand up and set this plant free and, uh, you know, and to change this world. So, you know, coming generations will have a future because this, this world is becoming such a toxic mess at the present time and it's getting nothing but worse every day. And we're not designed to live in a toxic environment. And this is compromising the immune systems of us all. And that's the reason we have so much of this illness and new diseases coming out all the time. And the only thing that can protect us is there, you know, is, well, I mean, I have a great deal of respect for many different herbal substances, but in my book, the cannabis healing, the cannabis plant is the mother of all miracle drugs. There is no other medicine on earth like it, you know, totally non-addictive, totally harmless, and it's so effective that it's, <laughs> that it's actually mind-boggling. Well, I agree with you. The more and more that I've learned about this plant and the effects that it can have not only on the human mind body, but the world, the planet, the air, the water, the soil that we live on, it's Mm -hmm. definitely, you know, it makes you speechless. How can this not be understood and how could this not be shared? And now the science coming out with the endocannabinoid system and really proving that we need this to survive is just, it's terrible that our country and the other countries around the world and the people who are running this that we have elected like you've said are literally turning their backs on us for money um now i wanted to ask you shifting the situation the conversation about how you feel about the new booming hemp industry and how far do you think the united states is from seeing this plant all over the country again well, uh, I mean, I have to say that what I see happening in North America and in Canada uh, just disgusts me because the, the big money interests are moving in and they're taking all of these industries over. And I don't feel that this is right. It's, it's like I said, we all have a God-given right to grow that plant and to use it to our benefit. And uh, they're trying to, com- you know, they want to come in and they want to control the use of these, uh, you know, these extracts. And, uh, you know, I just don't feel that anyone has the right to do that. I'm not saying, I mean, you do need companies, you know, to supply extracts to some degree because there's a, lot, a great deal of uh, people who are not in the position to grow their own plants and to produce their own medicine. So there's definitely a market there. And that should be regulated by the government. You know, you need quality control and you need standards put in place so public, the public can put their trust in these medications. But if you or I wish to go out and produce our own, you know, I don't think it's anybody's business, but, you know, but ours. And I think government should simply butt out because, you know, I I mean, uh, you know, when they outlawed the medicinal use of this plant, they they committed the greatest crime in human history. You know, in Canada, they outlawed this plant in 1923. Now, back in around 2004, I looked into it and from that year, there was around 70,000 Canadians who died from cancer. And if you multiply from 2004 to the present day, 
70,000, I mean, you're talking about a million people or more. And I'm not saying that we could have saved each and every one of these people, but I, I think we could have saved the vast majority. That's, and that's a fact. So what I look at, you know, going on right now in Canada and the U.S., like Trump and Trudeau, uh, I mean, to me, these people are responsible for this, the suffering that's continuing at the present time. And the faster they, they turn that plant free, the, fra the faster we can bring an end to this. Because actually what they're doing at the present time, I, I think is unforgivable. You know, uh, it's a sad situation we're in with these governments. But you know, the people are the power in any country. And if we stand as one and demand that, you know, that our governments begin to work for us instead of against us, they will have to comply. Well, I completely agree with that, and I hope that more and more people get the education that they need on the cannabis plant and continue to stand up for the rights that we all have. And with that being said, we now have 29 states in the United States that are allowing <coughs> medical marijuana usage, um, high-level THC cannabis usage in their state in some form what are your thoughts on seeing the country follow the footsteps of canada and legalizing marijuana federally well first off canada canada hasn't done that i mean justin trudeau used uh, actually i mean he used this issue as a lever to get himself elected as prime minister of canada and people expected him to do something about this situation very quickly after he took office but thus far he has done nothing and he, he come up with new excuses right after he got in. Well, you know, uh, agreements we have with the United Nations uh, prevents me from legalizing this. Well, that's nothing more than a pile of bull. And, you know, the, the thing is with him, he started and then he went on. Well, finally, we're going to legalize in July of 2018. Now, just the other day, I found out he's now saying uh, sometime during 2020. You know, I mean, it's unbelievable what this man is doing. So uh, I wouldn't, I would hope that no country would follow his example or, or the example that's happening in the U.S. You know, it's like I said, we need to set this plant free and these governments come, must come to realize that we see, you know, there's so many of us now who see what they're actually doing to us. You know, and this is when you, there's no other, I know it's an ugly word, but in this situation, what other word can you use other than genocide? You know, when you, when you cause people to suffer and die, when there's a medication that can help them. That's what you're committing. And all of these people that are involved in governments and the medical system and legal systems, they're all involved with this right up to their necks. You know, they're all in complicity of genocide. And, you, you know, the simple common sense tells you that no one has the right to outlaw the medicinal use of the most medicinal plant on earth. And that is precisely what these people have done. Well... I completely agree with that, and I am going to get back to this subject in just a moment. We do need to take a very short break. More with Mr. Rick Simpson when we return with High Unhealthy in just a moment. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A -N -N -A Radio on Twitter. 
Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing cannabis radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Rick Simpson, who put up the phoenixtears.ca website back in 2004, and he made the information people need to heal themselves for free to all to use at no cost. Rick did not even try to patent the oil or method he used to produce the oil because he felt that this knowledge should be open to everyone so that they can learn how they can deal with their own medical problems themselves in a sensible, harmless manner. Rick Simpson has written two books about the medicinal use of cannabis, The Rick Simpson Story, and Rick Simpson Oil, Nature's Answer for Cancer. Rick Simpson no longer produces or supplies cannabis oil, and the only two websites he is affiliated with are the phoenixtears.ca and simpsonramador.com. Make sure you check them both out. Now, we were just talking about this genocide that is happening, and I completely agree, but I wanted to get in a little more detail with that and ask... Do you think that even back in the 1920s, when this plant was made illegal for so many countries, including Canada and the United States, do you think that they were looking at it as creating this death for the human population? Or do you think it was more about industry? Well, it was all about uh, getting getting rid of toxins and things of that nature that big industries were producing, you know, and all they had to do is just relabel them as medicine. There's a man from Canada named James Corbett, and on the Internet he does a series uh, called The Corbett Report. If you go to episode 286 of The Corbett Report, it's called Rockefeller Medicine. And if you listen to that report, you'll know why we have a medical system that is doing more harm than good today. It's all, it's, it's as plain as the nose in your face. You know, I mean, I've always stated openly that I feel that the pharmaceutical industry has known how to cure cannabis for at least 150 years. 
because back in the 1800s, all of these companies like E.I. Lilly, Park Davis, Squibb, the same ones we have today, they were using cannabis as a major ingredient in many of the medications they produced. Now, I'm not, I have no medical background, you know, and it took me about 15 minutes to figure this all out. So how could these companies who worked with this plant for all of that time and used it as a medical substance not understand its medical values? You know, it's, see, cannabis was a threat, and they knew it. You know, and, and, and at that time, you see, farmers everywhere were legally growing cannabis. Now, what would happen to the drug industry if these farmers all found out that they were growing the greatest miracle drug or medicine right in their own backyards? It would be the end of it. And you can't patent cannabis because it's a plant. You know, there, there's the, the, I think the pharmaceutical industry and many other big money concerns were terrified of what this plant could do. You know, the cotton industry, the energy providers, they, they, you know, and many other big industries, they all stood against this plant. And all of these big industries were mostly controlled by people with names like Rockefeller and Rothschild. <laughs> you know, yes. the same psychopaths that we have running the planet today. Correct. And there's, there's a good number of them. But, uh, you know, this is what people have to come to understand. The only reason that plant was ever outlawed was it because it posed a threat to many big industries. It has, poses no threat to the public whatsoever. And everything they ever told us about the cannabis hemp plant was nothing more than a pack of lies. So you're definitely in agreement then that using the name marijuana for this cannabis plant that we called hemp for so many years previous to that probably was how they were able to squeak it by medical professionals and get them to outlaw it um, across the board in all medicine, seeing that you have directly spoken about Eli Lilly and Park Davis, etc. Um, now, speaking about the medical side of things, I know you said earlier that you had chatted with some of your medical professionals about this, but have you consulted with, you know, any type of chemists or science professionals for the production of these products? Well, I mean, I do lectures with the top experts in the world, you know, people like Dr. Lemire Hanoush, Dr. Paul Hornby, Dr. Robert Malamy. You know, I mean, they're all involved in this, and they all know, you know, what this uh, what this medication can do. But, you know, I mean, what I found back home, what really horrified me is, you know, when I began treating people in our local area, I mean, there's many small towns, Amherst, Parsboro, Oxford, Spring Hill. And, I mean, I was treating people from all these, you know, from all these different towns. And, you know, they were going back to their doctors, and they were showing the doctors that they were healed from conditions that the doctors couldn't help them with. But yet not one of all of these doctors in these different towns, not one of these doctors would stand and back the use of this medication. You see, the, the problem here is the, the, these doctors, they understand the fact that if we all have access you know, to this medication and we can grow our own and produce our own, nine out of 10 of them are going to be out of work. You know, I mean, the only side of medicine that I have any use for at all is the surgical side of medicine. That side of medicine is, is fine by me. But when you look at the pill pushers, the oncologists, and the psychiatrists, I mean, they're just drug dealers for the pharmaceutical industry. And it's become fairly common knowledge now that around 90% of oncologists, if they have cancer themselves, they will not take their own treatments. But they'll give them to us because they get a great big kickback from the pharmaceutical industry. 
You know, I don't call what these people are doing, I don't call it medicine. I call it murder. And that's what it is. Well, I completely agree. I've actually um, read a couple of different articles speaking on medical professionals in oncology purchasing chemotherapy and then retailing it at a higher price. So they're directly making profit off of these same medicines that they would never even use themselves. These mustard gases that our military created to kill (coughs) us and then pumping them into our body to think that it's going to help us. I try to tell people, if you have a weed in your garden and you spray weed poison all over the garden, it's going to kill everything, not just the weed. And then what's going to grow back? It's going to not be as healthy as it was previously. So I, mm-hmm. I definitely think that I see in the future medicine changing with all of the information that is coming out nowadays. And what I wanted to ask about next, Rick, is what type of philanthropy work do you do and what organizations do you support? Well, uh, you know, I mean, I have practically no money, so I can't support any type of philanthropy. And I think that word actually is nothing more than a bad joke. I mean, I've been doing this for a great number of years now, and in the beginning I thought that you know, a found foundations or a philanthropist would, you know, would get behind me and back this. Because I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of my own money, I, you know, until I had nothing left. And I thought sooner or later somebody, you know, would have to get behind me. But that's never happened. You know, so it, to me, uh, you know, these foundations and what they call philanthropists are really nothing much more than a bad joke. You know, and, uh, yeah, I was really disappointed, you know, so badly in the way, you know, that these people behaved because, you know, my intentions were nothing but pure and it's something that the human race needs so badly. But it seems like these big money types, all they're interested in doing is making more money. And I, and I find that very disturbing. And, uh, you know, throughout my life, I know my, fa- my father used to run service stations and the only organization that he would give to was the Salvation Army. Now, I've always supported the Salvation Army, but I asked my father one time, I said, you know, why do you not give to the Cancer Society or the Kidney Foundation and, or any of the rest of these organizations? And, and Dad simply told me at that time, he said, look, Rick, he said, they're all criminals. They're thieves. And he said, and none of it's real. And that was back in the 1960s, and he was so right, you know, because this is exactly what they've proven to me. So, you know, I, I, I say support the Salvation Army. As far as the rest of it goes, if you're giving your money to the Cancer Society or something of that nature, you might as well take it and burn it in your stove because then, at least then you'd get the heat from it. Well, I think that I agree with you in many ways. We see so many people putting money out there into multi-million dollar um, philanthropy and nothing's been accomplished with any of it. And to know that so many of the doctors, like you mentioned Robert Melamede, and I know Dr. David Allen very well, and yourself, these people who are really fighting for true justice of the people on this planet have nothing. They're living on, you know, nothing, (laughs) social security or less. And that's really disheartening and heartbreaking to me. And I hope that people start to understand that the people who are really out to do good for them are really getting the very, very short end of the stick. Um, I'd like to ask you about where you've recently visited and what events have you attended and what type of 
speaking engagements have you done recently? Oh, uh, well, at the present time, they want me to go to, oh, Denmark, Poland, South Africa, uh, Israel. Uh, they want me to come and speak in all many, many different countries. Uh, just a few, what, two or three days ago, we just returned from doing a big event in Athens, Greece. Uh, it was a three-day event. It was well attended, and it, it was a very good event. But uh, like last summer, I did uh, lectures in Berlin, and then I went on and did another lecture in Munich. Uh, you know, I've done lectures in Amsterdam. Uh, <laughs> believe me, I do a lot of talking about this. So, you know, this is, uh, this is what I've been doing up to the present time. But, you know, I spend a great deal of my time just trying to answer emails and, and doing uh, interviews like this, you know, to help get the truth out. And, and thank heavens for shows like this because it's the only source of inf true information there really is because our mainstream media is also controlled by the big money interests. And we don't get any truth out of our TVs or our newspapers. The only source of truth are actually shows like this. And uh, I thank you so much for allowing me to come on and, you know, and to help and to help me awaken the public to what's really going on. Well, I stand with you and I stand for everything you stand for. And I completely agree with every single thing that you've said today. And I hope that more and more people really, truly start to hear this and understand this. And what do you hope to accomplish in 2018, Rick? Well, at the present time, I've got a great number of country or companies want to, you know, wish for me to collaborate with them so they can use my name to sell their, their goods, you know, and their extracts. But you know, what I, the problem I see here is that, you know, there's no stability in this. You have all these different companies, you're using all kinds of different strains. You know, we've got to bring this together. And what I would like to do, I would like to set up, uh, you know, with the help of some of these companies, I would like to set up my own breeding, you know, program. And I would like to develop, you know, medicinal strains of cannabis up to much higher levels than they currently are. And then I would like to make the seeds from these different strains available to all of these different companies. So then, you know, they will all be supplying the same extracts. Then people will know what they're getting. But at the present time, I mean, it, there's so many people out there, they're all claiming, you know, uh, we're supplying the real RSO, but I have nothing to do with any of these people. You know, and, uh, so, and so many people are getting scammed. And this really alarms me <clears throat> because, you know, I get the complaints. You know, they'll, they'll send me an email, uh, I bought your oil from so-and-so, and it doesn't have the effects that you describe on your website. Well, you're not buying the oil from me. You know, you're buying it from some shyster. And so many people have spent thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, giving these people that type of money. And in many cases, what they received in return had little or no healing values at all. You know, it's, it's a great shame. And, uh, you know, the governments themselves they should be standing up and putting a stop to this. You know, and if the governments, you know, see what happens here, the governments want, they want the use of this medicine discredited. So what better way than to let all of these criminals have free reign and sell low quality extracts, which will discredit the use of, you know, of this wonderful medication. You know, this, this, people have to understand the fact that it's the governments themselves who created this stupid black market that we have. I mean, we grew cannabis for thousands of years with no regulations or anything of that nature. You know, no harm. But today, you know, governments want to regulate it and control it. And they have no right to do that. It's the same as, you know, cannabis is no different than any other farm crop like potatoes, tomatoes, carrots, whatever. 
It was a farm crop all through history. And that's what it is. If, if they would turn it loose today, farmers could go out there, they could grow medicinal strains of cannabis, it would be a very viable crop, and then you could go to the farmer and you could buy a kilo of good top quality cannabis or medicinal cannabis bud for 10 bucks. That's what it should be. The sad truth is the governments are the biggest drug dealers on this planet. Because, if you, I mean, just look at the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, and all that cocaine they brought in from Central and South America. And then you look at Afghanistan. And, you know, like when the Taliban was in charge there, they planted cannabis. But when our brave soldiers invaded, out come the cannabis and in went the opium poppy plant. And now that's where I, from a very high percentage of the world's heroin supply comes from. So who are the drug dealers? And what right do these governments have to put us in jail for growing this harmless, non-addictive plant when you look at the behavior of these governments themselves? Well, I definitely think that they are working with some of the bigger money makers in the world. And there's a great video that I think everyone should take a look at called Innovating to Zero to really understand what the government is trying to do in creating a smaller population and taking this plant away. It, this plant can change everything in our world. We would no longer have big oil. Our cars can run on the oil of this plant. Even if we're having a low THC strain, um, we can build with this plant. We can do so many things, um, not just the medicinal properties of it, which are even more important to keep the health of each individual on this planet healthy and living a great life. Now, Rick, how can our listeners stay up to date with what's happening in your world? Well, I mean, they could follow my Facebook. Um, most everything is happening. We, you know, we announce it on my Facebook. And, uh, you know, I often bring out videos and things of that nature, which we put up on YouTube to, you know, to try to inform the public. But there, there's so much misinformation out there. I, I just wish people would simply go to my website and read the information that's available. You know, right on the website, we tell people how to produce this medication properly. We give them the dosage instructions and my views and many other aspects of this medication. So if they would simply go into the website, all the information they need to produce their own, it's there and it's there free. There's no charge. So I, you know, I, I would encourage people to do that because uh, we're literally swamped with emails and uh, there's just me and my wife and we have a very hard time trying to keep up with it. So it would be much easier for us if people would just simply read the website. And that website is phoenixtears.ca, correct? That's right. The CA stands for Canada. And that's Perfect. my one and only website. Now, well, that and my wife has the website, simpsonramador.com. And my books are available through there. Wonderful. Well, we must wrap it up for today. To work with myself, please visit a6wellness.com or email a6wellness at gmail.com. The team is always taking on new clients and you can download all episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio and Spreaker. You can also follow the show on social media by searching Audrey Kerger. We cannot forget to give a tremendous thank you to our guest today, Mr. Rick Simpson. It was wonderful chatting with you and learning so much from you today. And lastly, thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. Until then, awaken, adjust, aspire, affirm, and take action. A6 Wellness.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 